Welcome back to the Chris Gates Fitness Podcast. I'm super pumped that you're here. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Uh, Today, we're going to focus in on one specific topic, and that topic is how to estimate your maintenance calories. Haven't done one of these episodes in a little while uh, where we focus in and do a deep dive on one topic in particular, Uh, but I actually just wrote an article on this topic uh, that's on my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. I will put a link to the article uh, in the show notes to this episode, whether you're listening to the podcast on audio or if you're watching it on YouTube, you can click over to my website to dive in even deeper on this topic uh, if what you hear here is helpful uh, and you find it interesting. So that link will be in the show notes, but we're going to dive into how to estimate your maintenance calories because this is a unbelievably important topic to cover, uh, really for any type of health and fitness goal. If you want to burn body fat, lose weight, build muscle, get stronger, uh, recomp your body by building muscle and burning fat at the same time, maybe you just want to prevent weight gain or maintain your current body weight, whatever your goal is as it relates to your body weight and your body composition, Understanding how to estimate your maintenance calories is going to be unbelievably impactful in terms of helping you set up a plan that is both effective and efficient to help you get there over time. So uh, we're going to dive in deep, talk about what maintenance calories are how you would estimate them. There's a bunch of different methods that you could use, um, ways that you can use your maintenance calories to manage your body weight long-term based on different types of goals, uh, different factors that are involved in this entire process that could impact your progress, um, and other recommendations that I have for you based on the types of goals that you may have and how you might go about trying to achieve those. So we have a ton of really good stuff to dive into in this episode. And I think it's one that is kind of core and foundational to everything that you'll do with fitness and nutrition. So I would recommend that you save it, listen to this episode uh, a couple times if it helps you absorb the information, really want you to get a firm understanding of how to estimate your maintenance calories so that you can successfully manage your goals long-term with fitness and nutrition. So uh, real quick before we dive in, if you're new here, my name is Chris. I am an online fitness coach. I work with people all over the world to build muscle, burn fat, develop healthy lifestyle habits, and just generally reach the goals uh, that they have. And and, uh, I have a blast working with my clients. If you're interested in getting some help on your journey, uh, whatever your goal may be, uh, I would love to help you out. And I got a bunch of information on my website about online coaching, how it works, how we might put a program together for you, um, and all that good stuff. There's client testimonials over there as well, so you can learn a little bit more about what some of the folks I work with have been up to lately. So head over to my website, uh, chrisgatesfitness.com. You can check out more about that. I will also make sure I include a link to my coaching page in the show notes if you want to check out more. Uh, So with that said, let's dive into the topic of the day, the topic of this episode, which once again is how to estimate your maintenance calories. In order to talk about how to estimate your maintenance calories, it's probably a good idea for us to start by talking about what the hell is maintenance. So let's talk about maintenance as it relates to your diet and as it relates to uh, the goals that you have. Maintenance calories are pretty simply the number of calories that you need to eat each day in order to maintain your current body weight long term. And I'm going to focus on that 
last part there. Maintain your current body weight long term. Okay. Long term. And I'm going to explain more about that here in a second, but, um, you know, you're going to burn calories throughout the day based on a number of different things. You'll burn calories through exercise and you're also going to burn calories based on a lot of just the basic bodily functions that happen throughout the day. So this could be breathing, all of these breaths that I take in between words and sentences, um, they require energy to do that. So that means I will be burning calories while I'm recording this podcast episode. Uh, pumping blood throughout your body, that requires energy. Digesting food. You may before have heard about the uh, concept of the thermic effect of food, which means the amount of calories your body has to burn to digest the food that you eat. That's a big factor. Um, you know, the basic function of your internal organs mentioned your heart pumping blood, but all of your internal organs that perform the vital, you know, capacities that they're supposed to require energy for them to actually be able to do the things that they're supposed to do. So, uh, calories help to provide that energy, which means you will burn calories, uh, just by living essentially being who you are burns calories. And there's a lot of other things. So I just run through that list to help you understand that it's not all about the daily calorie burn from the exercise that you do. A lot of people fall into that trap. Um, and it's, it's so much bigger than that. And if you actually look at the scientific research on this, uh, really the vast majority of the calories that you burn throughout the day, each and every day is not related to your exercise. Your exercise program probably accounts for five to 10% of the calories that you burn every single day. And the other 90 to 95% of the calories that you burn are based on some of those things that I just walked you through. So it's a much more involved picture to figure out how many calories you burn uh, every day. And now in terms of maintenance, you may hear this referred to as some other things. Some people will call maintenance uh, your BMR, which stands for your basal metabolic rate. Uh, Some people will say RMR, which is your resting metabolic rate. And all of these words are kind of used interchangeably. Uh, They probably shouldn't be, but most of the time people are using these different words to describe maintenance, which means how many calories your body burns uh, every day. And maintenance calories, it's going to it's gonna vary for everyone. So mine and yours and your brothers, your sisters, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, whatever it may be, all is going to be different based on a variety of factors. And I'm going to run through a bunch of those factors a little bit later on in this podcast episode. Um, but a quick example would be, you know, a taller person with more muscle mass is generally speaking going to burn more calories than a smaller or a shorter person with less muscle mass. So, um, you know, I could use me and my wife as a great example. I am five foot 11. I'm 180 pounds. I am going to naturally burn a lot more calories than my wife who is like a half foot shorter than me. That's just the nature of how this stuff works. Um, and, you know, when I started talking about what maintenance is, I said long term. And I want to get back to that here because to be very, very clear, eating at maintenance, it doesn't mean you'll wake up and be at the exact same weight every single day and every single week to the 10th of a pound for eternity. If you eat this many calories, you're always going to be the same weight. That's not how it works. Um, What we're talking about is you will maintain your weight long term on average. So there are so many factors that are going to cause your weight to fluctuate on the scale that actually have nothing to do with how many calories 
you eat a day. And I, I talked with my clients about this all the time because we get into situations where you feel like you're doing everything right, but the scale spikes up unexpectedly. You're trying to lose weight. You don't understand why your weight went up two, three pounds overnight because you did everything right. You hit all of your calories and your macros to a T. Like what the hell is happening? Um, so the variety of factors, let's go through some of them that cause your weight to fluctuate. Sodium. If you eat more or less sodium a day on a given day, uh, that can cause the scale to go up because you retain some water. Carbohydrates. If you have more or less carbohydrates than usual in a day, once again, it can cause you to retain water or lose a bunch of water uh, weight that you know, you're not gaining or losing body fat. You're just having water weight fluctuations. Hydration. Again, okay, depending on how much water you put in your body, it'll determine how much water is in your body. That's pretty straightforward, right? Uh, Stress levels. When you are under periods of high stress, it can cause different fluctuations in your hormones uh, that can potentially cause some water weight retention. Uh, sleep quality, it's kind of the same thing. Sleep quality, you know, really sleep goes in all aspects and all different directions of, you know, body weight maintenance and weight gain and weight loss, depending on the quality of your sleep and how much sleep you're getting on a regular basis. There's a lot of different impacts that that has both from a, you know, physiological, a mental, a psychological, uh, hormones. Like there's a bunch of stuff that happens there. Um, think about this. So the regularity of your bowel movements, are you consistently using the bathroom and are you consistently successful when you're in there? I know it's kind of a gross topic to talk about, but it's true. You know, if you're, um, eating food and you get a little bit backed up, maybe you don't have enough fiber or you have some problems with your digestion, all of a sudden you find that uh, you have a, a day or two or three in a row where uh, you just don't use the bathroom as efficiently as you're used to. Well, that can cause the weight, your weight to go up on the scale, but that doesn't mean you're gaining a ton of body fat. It means like you've actually got a lot of food weight just hanging out in your system. There's so many factors that are going to cause your scale weight to fluctuate. And that's why you can't, we'll talk about this later too, you can't get too hyper-focused on the scale, even if you're trying to eat at maintenance or something like that, because it's going to fluctuate. What maintenance calories are going to do is we're going to help you figure out your baseline where if you're eating this many calories a day, on average, on a week-to-week and month-to-month basis, you're going to see that your weight stays relatively the same, right? Within probably a pound or two. Um, And that is with the understanding of the fact that you are going to have fluctuations on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes those fluctuations could lead your averages to go up a little bit and then come back down a little bit. And if it goes up a little bit or a little bit down and you want to be at maintenance, it doesn't mean you automatically have to change everything about what you're doing. It's important to go into this with that type of understanding and that level of comprehension of what we're talking about here. So on average, if you eat at your maintenance calorie number, you'll maintain your weight week to week and month to month, but there are going to be some fluctuations uh, on a daily basis that may make the numbers go up or down periodically, and that's okay. So let's build on that. Now, why is it important to estimate your maintenance calories? Uh, It's honestly kind of crucial to your success with any type of management of your body weight. And Let's talk about the three most common situations uh, because if you can estimate your maintenance calories, you'll pretty much always be able to understand how to determine the best path forward 
depending on whatever goal it is that you may have. And I think we all know that like as you go through life, your goals change. So sometimes you may be wanting to lose body fat and then you may tra- want to transition into periods of time where you want to actually put on a little bit of weight and do it by training hard, building muscle, gaining strength, doing it that way. Um, I think that's really beneficial to go through different phases like that. Or you may just fall into a common pitfall where you know you maybe get complacent with things and you fall off the wagon for a little while and you got to start over. And if you got to start over, this is going to help you as well. So weight loss or weight gain. Uh, If you want to lose weight, you need to consume fewer calories than your maintenance calories. So if you know how to estimate your maintenance calories, it's going to help you figure out how to reduce from that number. And that would put you in a calorie deficit. And I've done tons of podcast episodes on that concept before. So I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty details. The, the, if that's a new term for you, uh, very simply calorie deficit means you are eating fewer calories from food than your body burns each day. So if you know your maintenance calories, reducing from that would get you in a calorie deficit. Now on the flip side, if you want to gain weight, Uh, you need to consume more calories than your maintenance calories to put you in a surplus, which would mean you're giving your body more than it needs to maintain. And I think, you know, that probably basic math makes sense to you listening. That means you would start to see your weight go up. Now, if you want to prevent weight gain, if that's your sole goal, uh, then if you know your maintenance calories, you can adjust your diet, your exercise program to stay within a certain range, whatever weight range you want to stay in. And I do think it's probably more helpful to view things as a range as opposed to you know, constantly trying to say one number. Like we just talked about it before. There's going to be a lot of different fluctuations that just naturally happen. So you're never going to be able to stay at one number on the scale, but maybe you give yourself a five pound range where like you want to always be between 170 and 175 pounds. That's probably a really sustainable way to do it. Um, and your maintenance calories can help you figure out how to. And then the last one is building muscle. One of the most common goals that people have. Um, so if you're trying to build muscle, you do need to, once again, consume more calories than your maintenance calories. There's going to be a lot of other details in there too, along with you know eating adequate protein, managing different aspects of your recovery like sleep and stress. Um, And those are topics we've talked about before on the podcast too. So uh, if you want to learn more, you can scroll back in the podcast feed uh, and listen to some of those episodes. Um, But so knowing your maintenance calories is going to help you determine how many calories you need to eat in order to do something like build muscle. So you got a lot of good background knowledge and information now. Let's get into the details of how to estimate your maintenance calories. There are several methods that I'm going to go through here. Uh, and before we dive into each one, I, I do want to be very clear that like none of these are going to be gospel. None of them are going to give you the exact right number to the the you know, individual tenth of a calorie. It's not how this is going to work. These are all going to be estimates. And that means you can use these methods and these estimates to give yourself a really, really good starting point. And then from there, like anything else you're going to do with fitness and nutrition, you should get started, give yourself a little bit of time, give your body time to adapt to whatever you're putting into practice and monitor your progress, okay? Um, So there may be situations, depending on you, uh, who you are, and and the the factors that we're going to go over that influence this stuff, where you may have to, after a few weeks of eating at maintenance, tweak things just a little bit because you find you're losing a little bit of weight or gaining a little bit of weight, and that goes against the goal that you have. 
So these are all estimates, but these all should put you in a really good starting point. And we can start with my favorite because it's the typically the easiest to do because it's just one equation. You do it really quickly and then you get started. That is the body weight times 15 model. And the name really says it all. If you take your current body weight and multiply it by 15, the resulting number should be right around your maintenance calories, okay? Again, as an estimate, it might be a little bit off, and if it's a little bit off, you'll figure that out, and that's no big deal. But for example, if you weigh 180 pounds and you multiply that by 15, you would get 2,700 calories. That should be right around the calorie number that if you ate 2,700 calories on a daily basis for a few weeks, you would probably remain around 180 pounds, okay? Uh, it's super simple. This is easy to remember. This generally works well for most people uh, who are in the ballpark of being at or around a healthy body weight. Now, what I will say is this body weight times 15 method does seem to get a bit more flawed when you are in the highly overweight or obese category, okay? So when you're in that category of body weight and BMI, this method might not be the most accurate because it's probably going to overestimate your maintenance calories by a little bit. Um, and so if that describes you, then some of these uh, additional methods may work best for you. Uh, the, the the second method we can go through is just looking up a BMR calculator, a basal metabolic rate calculator. There are tons of them online that are free to use. And again, it can give you a good estimate and a good place to start. Um, your basal metabolic rate is the number of calories your body burns to perform basic functions like we talked about before, breathing, pumping blood, digesting food, all that good stuff. So if you use a BMR calculator to estimate your maintenance calories, it's going to ask you some additional items that the, the body weight by 15 method doesn't, it's going to ask you for your age, your gender, your height, your weight. Um, so that will make it a bit more specific to you. And I have a link uh, on my website in the, this article that I mentioned, uh, where you can click over to, to check out a BMR calculator and play around with it. Um, there are some that are super accurate and ask you to take into account things like your muscle mass and stuff like that. So uh, that can be a bit more accurate for you than the body weight times 15 uh, if you need it. Now, the third option would be the TDEE calculator. And what TDEE stands for is your total daily energy expenditure. Um, so that's the number of calories your body's going to burn across the day. It takes into account not only your BMR, but also your activity levels. Um, so it'll kind of be the next step up in terms of accuracy, potential accuracy. And again, I have a link to a TDEE calculator in the article. So if you want to click over and play around with that, you can find that in uh, the article I wrote on this topic on my website. And this, this calculator is going to put an emphasis on your activity levels, okay? So again, a bunch of free options online. You can select things from like low uh, exercise, like little or no exercise, so you'd be sedentary or very active if you're doing sports or very intense forms of exercise. Um, that's an option for you as well. And the fourth and final one I'll talk about is one I don't think is going to be practical for the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast episode, but uh, it's metabolic testing. And so what you can do, and this is the most accurate one, 
but it also comes with a cost, like a actual, you have to pay a lot of money for it. You can go undergo metabolic testing. Um, that's going to measure your RMR uh, and different factors to determine your daily calorie expenditure. It would typically be done in a medical setting. Uh, again, it's expensive. It's not very practical. And I don't think it's really necessary for most people because like I said, like the, the previous three methods I went over with you, if you use those, you will get a really good starting point. And within a few weeks, you'll know if you need to make any tweaks to that. And then you'll be off and running and moving in the right direction. So I really only think metabolic testing is appropriate if like you're a high level athlete or you have a specific medical condition that requires you to have exact information immediately. Otherwise, I don't think you need to go that route. It's probably a waste of time and a waste of money. All right. So we talked about there are factors that will impact your maintenance calories. And and I want to run through these uh, point by point. Some of the factors that can affect the amount of calories that you burn every day. Uh, your age, typically, uh, the older you are, you're going to see your uh, metabolism decrease uh, due to decreases in muscle mass and whatnot. So uh, you will typically burn fewer calories as you age. With gender, men typically burn more calories than women just because men tend to be physically bigger and have more muscle mass and higher testosterone levels, so that's a factor. Uh, your weight, so actually the more that you weigh, the more calories you will naturally burn because your body has to work harder to do all of the bodily functions uh, that you need, right? And that could be the internal organs that we talked about before. That could be, I mean, think about if you're heavier and heavier, you got to breathe harder, your heart's got to pump. Uh, you know, more aggressively to get bump the blood to circulate throughout your system. It's harder to get up and move around and walk up a hill and stuff like that. That all makes a ton of sense. Uh, your height, typically taller people burn more calories than shorter people due to their larger body size. Typically activity levels. This is pretty straightforward. The more active you are, you're going to burn more calories than a inactive person. Um, and that's going to be both through exercise and your daily activities. Uh, muscle mass. That's the last one. So people with more muscle mass typically burn more calories than people with less muscle mass. Muscle is a metabolically active tissue in your body, which means it's going to burn more calories to sustain that tissue than other tissues in your body, like say body fat. So all of those uh, come into consideration when you estimate your maintenance calories, um, and they're going to impact what yours look like individually. All right, so you know how to estimate your maintenance calories. You got a lot of good background information, but how do you use this information correctly? That's probably the biggest piece of the puzzle, right? Because if you know the number, that's great, but then you got to actually kind of put things into practice. So how do you apply this information to the goals that you have? Uh, if you want, Whether you want to lose body fat, if you want to maintain your weight, build muscle, gain weight, whatever the deal is, here's what you should do. Uh, if you want to lose body fat, what I want you to do is take that maintenance calorie number and I want you to reduce it by 10 to 15%. And what that's going to do is put you in a moderate calorie deficit, nothing too aggressive, but it will put you probably, it should put you in a calorie deficit uh, to allow your body to start burning body fat. And since we're reducing by only 10 to 15%, it should make it sustainable so you can adhere to it longer. And if you can adhere to it longer, that means you can make more progress and because uh, you're not going to hate the entire journey and you can stick with it. Um, so give your body a few weeks to respond to that to see where your body weight goes and how your body composition changes. It should be enough to uh, encourage body fat losses. If not, after you know two, three, four weeks, you're still not seeing uh, changes and you've been accurate with everything that you're doing, then I would say you might want to reduce again by another 10 to 15%.
okay, number two, maintain your weight. If you want to maintain your weight and you know how to estimate your maintenance calorie number, well, really all you got to do is run with it. So use that number, eat that many calories a day, track your nutrition, weigh yourself regularly, um, and see how your body weight responds over the next few weeks. And again, just like we talked about with losing body fat, if you're able to maintain things uh, and your body weight stays in the range that you want it to, then you can just keep going and keep doing exactly what you're doing. The last one, build muscle, gain weight. Uh, what I would say is do the, the really the reverse of what we talked about for losing body fat, and that would be adding 10 to 15% on top of your maintenance calorie number. So uh, you're going to want to add those calories to give your body more than enough of what it needs. And if you pair that with training very hard in the gym and effective training program, what that should allow you to do is see uh, your training performance go up in the gym. If your training performance goes up in the gym and you see your body weight slowly ticking up, again, this is moderate, is a moderate increase because we don't want to increase by a ton of calories and then see, you know, you gain a ton of weight, which would probably mean you're putting on much more body fat than you are uh, actual muscle. Uh, We don't want to do that. So we're doing a modest increase here. If you see your training performance going up and you see your weight going up at a slow uh, and acceptable rate, then you're doing things right. You got to keep going. If you do not see that stuff happening and your weight maintains at the same uh, as from when you started, and or your training performance isn't going up, then you may want to, again, try and reevaluate things and potentially add a bit more. Um, but uh, you need to give your body time to adapt and respond to the process. All right, the last thing I want to talk about is that I, uh, there are a few things that you should do in addition to what we just broke down. And that's, don't forget about measurements. So I mentioned this at the very beginning of this episode where I said, don't get, you could fall into the trap of getting really hyper-focused on the scale. And one thing I don't want you to do is forget that you can see progress based on your goal in ways that aren't related to the scale. We've already talked about all those ways that the scale can fluctuate. Um, but you know, if you are estimating your maintenance calories, you put that number into play and you find that you are continuing to maintain your current body weight, um, while, training hard and, you know, managing your nutrition, you may see via other forms of measurement, your body change in ways that the scale would not show you. So, um, when you're focused on determining your maintenance calories, or you're having any type of body weight goal, there is that danger of being hyper-focused on the scale and missing things. And this happens with my, uh, clients all the time where we see maybe a slower rate of weight loss, but more dramatic progress in photos or waist measurements, Um, so this is something that happens way, way, way too often. And I think when people don't focus on the details and take measurements along with the scale, they often end up quitting while they're actually making progress. And that sucks because they just weren't paying attention to everything that they should have been. So make sure that you're also taking waist measurements and progress photos, waist measurements, super simple, get a tape measure. And every two weeks in the morning, when you wake up, wrap that tape measure around your waist, straight across your waist at the top of your hip bone. Um, It's one of the best indicators to tell you whether or not you're gaining or losing body fat because when you put on excess body fat, it tends to start in the abdomen, in your belly. Uh, So that's a really important one for you to do. The other one is, like I said, taking progress photos. So once a month, snap photos from the front, left side, right side, and the back. Do it 
you know, wearing the same clothes in the same spot, the same time of day, just do that once a month. And I think you're going to find that you may see dramatic changes in your body, like I mentioned, that you wouldn't have otherwise seen because you were just focusing on the scale. Those two things, waist measurements and progress photos are very, very valuable. And the more data that you compile on you, the better your chances are of managing your body weight, your calories, uh, your goals effectively and efficiently. Um, and that's going to help you really understand whether or not you need to make tweaks to your diet as you move forward. So I hope this helps. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode or watching this episode wherever you are uh, watching or listening. And, um, you know, wherever you are watching or listening, I would love if you could subscribe. Uh, you can find the the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find the video episodes on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me on every social media platform that there is for all of these things I just mentioned. All you have to do is search for Chris Gates Fitness and you will find me. And, uh, I really do appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support and, you know, if this is something that you feel like you would like some help with and uh, you would like customized coaching, a customized program for both your training and nutrition uh, to not only figure out your maintenance calories, but start pointing you in the right direction and provide you with the support that you need every single step of the way, uh, that's what I do. Work with people all over the world to do this stuff. Again, there is a link in the show notes to my coaching page where you can learn more about one-on-one -on -one online fitness coaching. But until next time, thank you so much for listening and watching. I will talk to you again soon.